welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This month, we are entering the 12th month of the year, the last month of the Jewish calendar, and uh, we enter with the month of Adar. Adar is a beautiful month. It's the most joyous month of the year. Uh, it's so special that when the Jewish calendar needs a leap year, it was given to the month of Adar. So uh, Adar, in certain years, it's a pregnant month, and uh, we have two Adars. This year, we only have one Adar, and it's the month in which we celebrate Purim, which is a, as a, as a moment of joy in the Jewish people's history, and also the, the, the sages, instituted that on Adar we have to increase our joy. It's, our, it's a mitzvah to increase in our joy, to be happier than normal. We have to be really upbeat, in a good mood, with happy thoughts, with happy feelings. And it's not a, a choice, really. It's really a commandment of the Torah. We have to really make an effort to be happy. And um, the sages teach also that happiness breaks all barriers in life. Joy is the key to break any, um, any bad decrees that are, are on us. Uh, joy really helps us uh, get free, uh, redeem ourselves from all the contrictions of life. So we have to increase in our joy, we have to work on being happy, and also it's inter interesting because joy it redeems ourselves, it, it breaks barriers. And um, this month is the last month of the year, and then we start with the Nisan, which is the first month of the year, which is the month in which the Jewish people were liberated from Egypt. They were redeemed, they, were, they went into, um, into the redemption and with Moshe Rabbeinu, and we celebrate Pesach. So from this concept, we learned that the, the end is wedged in the beginning. Like the last month of the year is super joyous, and the first month of the, of the year is also super joyous. Like we have to really get into that mood. And uh, at the end of the day, we realize that what Hashem really wants from us is to, that we should be happy, we should be happy people. So uh, this month of Adar uh, is, is um, is uh, the letter, as we've learned before with the other months, and from uh, the Sefer Yetzirah, we learned that every month has a different letter, has a different organ, has a different um, a, a tribe of the, of the tribes of Israel that rules that month. So the letter that rules the month of Adar is the letter Kuf, and this letter Kuf means it's equal to, the, to monkey. And the monkey is the animal that is the symbol of laughter, of joy. You see a monkey, he's always happy, he's jumping, he's smiling, he makes people laugh. And, um, and also, it's, uh, it also alludes to masquerade. So because Adar is uh, in the, the, it's the month in which we celebrate Purim, Purim, we usually put customs on ourselves, we, we put masquerades, and this is done because in the story of, of Esther, Megillat Esther, we see that the name of Hashem is nowhere to be seen. Like when you read Megillat Esther, you don't see the name of God anywhere. And this doesn't mean that God is not there. What it means is that Hashem is hiding. He's hiding in the story. 
And um, why does he do this? Uh, this is a new era in which we enter because before that we would see the miracles of God everywhere and they were revealed and open when the temples existed in the times of the desert. So you could see Hashem, you could see the, the, the manna was falling from the heavens, there was a Miriam's well for the water, there were miracles all around us. And Purim shows us a different type of approach to life in which Hashem is hiding from us in nature but it's the same transcendent God. And uh, our job in this world really is to reveal him. It's not that he's not there, he's there. We just have to take the mask away and we'll just see him. So this comes with the concept of Ashkaha Pratis, which in my, lives of living, um, in my class of Living Happy, I discuss a lot at length. Uh, this concept of divine intervention is fundamental in developing our joy in life, in which we really believe, not only believe, we know that Hashem is part of our life, that He's there for us all the time, 24-7, and He's not a, some, it's not a being that created the world and went away and just left the world as it is, and you fend for yourself, and this is what many people feel and, and think. But the reality is that our sages teach in the Kabbalah and the Jewish mysticism, what they teach us is that Hashem is very much involved in our daily, daily lives. We just have to open our hearts and our minds and see Him in everything, in, the in a child, in his, and when you have a baby, the miracle of having a baby, watching his toenails, watching his fingers, looking how perfection. It, whenever we are able to recognize Hashem in everything, in nature especially, when you, when you meditate and you're sitting and watching at the ocean and you're looking at the beauty of it and the strength and, and, and how big it is and how incredible it is that the waves go and they come and you meditate on these concepts, then you will be able to internalize that part of you which is also hidden. It's not that it's not there. It's not that you have to create it. It's just there. You just have to reveal it inside of you. You just have to tap into that part of you in which you really live with God every minute of your life and you know He's with you. So on Purim we reach the level of the unknowable head and the head that, that does not know itself or is known to others uh, and this, what it means is that it's this existential hiddenness from ourselves. Like people don't really know who they are. We really don't know who we are. We live a life thinking of who we are, but in reality, we really don't know what, who we are. And it's through life's challenges and life's lessons that we come to tap into this potential, these hidden potentials that we have that come out in these moments of our lives and we realize, oh wow, I'm, I'm really a kind person. I know kindness, I know how to be kind to somebody. Or, or you say, oh, I didn't know I was bright. Look, I can give classes online. Or you come to a point where you say, I didn't know I was so strong. I had to work on my body, I had to work on myself. Now I see I have a strength. And it's through this life's um, opportunities that we're really able to tap into this hidden part of ourselves. So the kuf also means eye of the needle. And the, the, the sages give a beautiful metaphor in which in our wildest dreams we would never be able to dream that an elephant would be able to go through the eye of a needle, 
of a needle. Like if you look at the eye of a needle, it's a very tiny hole. Like when you're trying to sew something and you're trying to put the, the, the thread into it, and sometimes I don't even see, I have to go like this to make sure I can put it in. Imagine, just for one second, imagine the trunk of the elephant going in, the head of the elephant going in, the, the body of the elephant going into the, into the eye of a needle. And it's, it's surreal. Like we would not ever, ever imagine this could be possible. But here, what the Kabbalah teaches is that there's nothing that is really impossible in, wor in Hashem's world. Everything is possible. Like he parted the sea, he parted the Yamsuf. So nothing is impossible. So the Masal of this month is Pisces, Pisces in Spanish, fish. And the, the fish are creatures that live underwater and they, they, re, they, they represent the concealed reality of the world. What it's telling us is that Hashem, the way He created the world is everything is here, like every, everything that we see in our life it reveals something about God. So when He creates a world underwater that if a person would never know exists would ne and, and, and has never gone underwater and has never seen a fish in their life, would wonder if there's life underwater, maybe they would say, no, I don't believe there's life underwater. But if you put on this special gear, this scuba diving or snorkeling gear, and you go underwater, and you see there's a whole world under there, you're gonna be able to see the revealed, uh, concealed world. So the same way it applies in our belief of God. Sometimes people, for them, it's very hard to believe in Hashem because they cannot see Him, it's, it's concealed and they can't believe in something that they cannot see. So Hashem, through the fish, is telling us, I'm also concealed, I'm, I'm, I exist, I'm, some, I'm, I'm everywhere. You just have to look for me, that's it, and reveal me in this world, and I'll be revealed through your actions. So true identity and fortune of Israel is also invisible. People cannot comprehend the, the, the power and the wealth that the people of Israel have. And uh, if they would know, there would be no BDS movement going around. They would just really stick to the revealed good that comes from it. So dag uh, is fish, dag, and the word da'ag means, represents the tikkun, the tikkun of worry. And the, the month of Adar is a very auspicious month to correct our worries. Because when a person is worried, when he's worrying about tomorrow, worrying about this, about that, worrying all day, it's a person that has no joy in his life. He cannot be happy at all. So the only way we can be really happy is by getting rid of our worries. And the, since the month of Adar is a month in which we have to increase our joy, the tikkun, the correction of the month, begins with us getting rid of our worries. and. Um, and it's very important not to be worrying about life. People worry all day. If this is gonna happen, if it's not gonna happen, if the business deal is gonna work, if it's not gonna work, if my daughter's gonna get married, not gonna get married. And they're worrying and worrying and worrying their life away. How many times have your worries become uh, true? You worry, you worry, it never happens. And suddenly something happens that you didn't even think about it. So live life, enjoy life, live the moment, seize the moment, live the, the, the minute of your life, enjoy what's in front of you, and don't be thinking about tomorrow. Yes, you have to plan, you have to be responsible, but don't worry about it, because it's useless. 
And uh, once we're able to rectify this uh, malady, this sickness inside of ourselves that robs us from being joyful, then we're gonna be able to live in a very different way. The tribe that rules this month, uh, one of the tribes of the, of the Jewish people, of the 12 tribes, is the tribe of Naphtali. And in Kabbalah, Naphtali is separated into two words, Napta and Li, which means sweetness is to me. And Purim, we're obliged to drink uh, wine or liquor uh, to the point in which we become sweet and we don't know uh, we, 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 we don't know if Haman is cursed or, or Mordechai is blessed. We come to a point where we don't know evil from good or good from evil. It's just one big thing. And, um, and it says here that uh, Naphtali had the, the gift of have eloquent, eloquent words. He was very eloquent in the way he spoke. And Jacob, his father, gave him this blessing that he should have eloquent, eloquent words in his life, like he should be a good speaker. And, um, and when you listen to a good speaker, when you listen to someone that is eloquent, that it's, it's talking the truth, is not going like this, it gives you joy because you know where you're standing with this person. So we have to learn this character trait of Naftali. We have to be people that when you wanna say something to somebody, don't go on the sideline, don't be, go straight to the point. Tell them the truth and tell them in a, in, in a sweet way, in a nice way. If you want something from somebody, just let them know. I'm, su I'm sure people are happy to help people and to do things for them. But sometimes people are not straightforward and they go around the corners and they cut corners and this causes a lot of stress in, 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 other, in, the, in the other person because they don't know what the other person wants. wants. And, and, and this is something that we have to learn from Naftali. The sense that rules this month is the sense of laughter. And uh, Sarah, our matriarch, named her son Itzhak because Itzhak, uh, she laughed when, when she gave birth to him. She was 90 years old. And um, the, the sefirah that Itzhak uh, rules on is Geburah, which is uh, awe, is fear. And what it says here is that fear shall become laughter. When you are, you have awe for Hashem, and I'm not meaning about fear that if you eat a shrimp, there's gonna be lightning and it's gonna strike you. I mean, there's reverence in your life. When you are reverent towards Hashem, towards other people, you have this awe for the world, this respect, then that becomes laughter, that becomes joy. And the organ that rules this month of Adar uh, in our body is the spleen. And the sages say that the spleen laughs, uh, and the, it's paradoxically because the spleen is the seat of black humor. And what's black humor? Black humor is the source of our states of melancholy, depression, sadness, negativity, everything that is antithetical to joy, laughter, happiness, well-being. And Adar and Purim is, um, is a phenomenon, really, because they represent the hidden and the revealed. Like first in the Megillat Esther, we see how we don't see Hashem anywhere. The God of name is nowhere to be seen. And the Jewish people are left alone and you feel like this is the end of them. Like really this bad guy, Aman, is coming to get them. 
and by the decree of uh, Mordechai, of Ahasuerus, um, they're gonna be destroyed. And uh, you see desperation, and you don't see like there's a light, and suddenly out of nowhere, everything turns around. Like in a split second, everything turns around for them. And uh, from sadness, we are turned into joy. So the, the, we see the hidden, from the hidden to the revealed, and the Marek Shehora is the, is the wording for black humor. It's very interesting because the word for happy thought is Hirhur Simha. And uh, these two phrases, if you turn the words around, you change from Marek Shehora to Hirhur Simha. It's the same word, it's the same letters. You just have to put them in different order. And what it's teaching us here is that melancholy, depression, uh, any of these negative states can be turned around just by turning around the letters and you're gonna turn them into happy thoughts. So if you look at my living happy classes, you will see the only thing you have to do really is to change the thought process, is to change the way you perceive the world and the way you think. If you're having a, a situation where you're negative, just turn it around. You can just turn it around. In, instead of looking at the bad of the situation, look at the good of the situation. Everything is a double-edged sword. Everything is like a coin. It has two faces. So the only thing you have to do is really click, click it around, and you're going to change from sadness to joy. So I want to give you Abraham that it should be the month of Adar, um, a month for good fortune, for joy and prosperity. It should be a month where you, all your sadness disappears and is transformed into joy. And uh, God willing, this joy should follow you all the rest of the months. And um, in this way, you, we can bring Mashiach to the world. If we would all live happy how Hashem wants us to be, then there would be no need for negativity and sadness and, 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 and bad things going on in our lives. So I, I want to wish you a good, good month and live a little higher. Thank you.